This is the M-Hog Podcast, brought to you by your friends over at Dodge Diner. I'm not your mama, so that means you can fuck me. And welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. That's the uh, MHOG podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know these two lovely gentlemen over here to my wherever they are. I'm Bobby, baby. I'm back. Oh, God. Uh, Bobby's back? No, Bobby. And I'm the rum guy. Make it, baby. And and Bobby and the rum guy are on today. And rum, rum, you are not feeling very well today, so... This ought to be an oh, interesting, interesting show. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing through, so everything's good. But we have a very special guest with us right we, now. We do, we do. We have Ben, who is the singer, correct? That's correct. Of the band Ventress from Baton Rouge. That's right. That's, that is awesome. Uh, I'm going to insert way, some... Uh, listen to uh, pretty much everything you had uh, there on Reverb Nation, man. That is amazing, you guys. Oh, are, dude. You, you guys Thank are tight. Thank you, my man. Very, very tight. How, how long? Uh, thank you. Thank you. Let me just jump right in with this. Jump in. Uh, both feet. Uh, Ventress, first off, um, how long have you guys been together? Not long. We've been together since January of 2012. So it's uh, about, we're just running on four years now. So. Oh, that's cool. Um, the, uh, yep, yep, and four you're years. out of Baton Rouge. Uh, we came to, that's correct. Out of Baton Rouge, we're actually on the west side of Baton Rouge. So we're on. Uh, see, I live in New Roads, and then the rest of the guys are from Port Allen. So you know, but no one. You see, like the thing is, we tell the rest of the world that no one knows what that is. So we and and we our our show our our home base, our fan base is primarily in Baton Rouge. So we are a Baton Rouge band. That's cool. Uh, most of the bands out here who are from like Metairie and Marrero and you know different parts of this area, all they say is they're from New Orleans. So it's it's exactly. it's the same thing. Yeah, same exact thing. But yeah, uh, we were formed uh, early 2012. Uh, I was introduced to everybody through Facebook, actually. Uh, wow. Yeah, some friends, uh, a friend of mine, he was in a band. He put an ad on uh, his band page, actually, uh, looking, saying that I was looking for members. And they just all hit me up, and that's where it all began. Now, that's really cool, Facebook man. works wonders. Oh, yeah. That's a, that is a good uh, good use of Facebook, by the way. It is, yeah, good use of Facebook. You, know? <laughs> you, don't really, you don't really see that too often anymore. I mean, everyone just uses it for, like, you know, political. Bitching. Yeah, bitching, being offended. You know, it's just not the same. No, no. But uh, uh, before before you uh, met up with these other guys, uh, were you still in the same genre of music? I mean, is that what you were working with? Was uh, on the... the I'll tell you what, because you guys have a, have, a, have a kind of a unique sound. It's got um, little hints of old kind of... Um, uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. I just hear when I'm listening to it, I, I get little little notes of like, like uh, older metal, older rock, kind of that that yeah. type of feel. And, and but you're taking it in a new direction, which is really really cool. Yeah. Um, whenever before I met the guys in the band, I, I was listening to a lot of like more hard rock uh, mm-hmm. than metal. Like I was like you know I, I was really into you know stuff like Godsmack, uh, right. Disturbed, you know like a lot of radio rock at the time. I mean I was 16, 16 or 17, and Whenever I was introduced to the guys in the band, they brought me into you know a whole another realm. They introduced me to Lamb of God, and uh, they introduced <laughs> me to just like uh, they actually introduced me to Iron Maiden. They introduced me to a lot of uh, you know a lot of older bands. Nice. And uh, let me guess, the guys in the band are older than you. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the youngest one. I actually just turned 21 two months ago. Oh, congratulations! So. Oh, cool. now, you a baby, baby. Yeah. Now you can get drunk yeah, for real. Right. <laughs> and I can, I can get drunk legally, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you brought up Lamb of God because it, it, not that I it have any way, shape, or form, but uh, I don't know if it's your guitarist, but I can hear, you know, the, some influence there. Yeah. Somewhere in there is a little Lamb of God somewhere, cause it, which is really, really cool, and I really dig that. I like God's man. Yeah, baby. yeah. Um, our guitarist, Spencer, he's... Oh, I do. I still like Godsmack, I st- and I still and I still jam Disturb. Actually, going to see them in March. You know, I mean, I like it all, man. I could listen to, you know, I listen to stuff like, you know, a lot. Of, a lot I listen to radio rock, and then I listen to Breaking Benjamin, Papa Roach. You know, 
like I said, Disturbed, Godsmack, uh, Sick Puppies, even. And then I love, and then I can go with Thrash Metal, Metallica, Pantera, Iron Maiden, you know, ACDC. Well, you're you're just crow. everywhere with it. That's Dude, awesome. I, I mean, I have no. Uh, no limits, uh, no boundaries. I just listen to it all. Nice, man. And nice. I, and, I, and I suggest, and I, I recommend everybody do that as well. You know, be open-minded. Don't, uh, don't limit yourself. I, I, yeah. That's some good shit there. Yeah, I have a question. Uh, yeah. Settle this with us, man, because you said you listened to Breaking Benjamin, and we had this conversation, uh, me and Adam did, uh, a couple of shows ago, going, what the hell did they sing? Breaking Benjamin, they sang a Diary of Jane. They sang So song. Cold. Uh, ah, okay. Not bow. Well, the Can't reason the reason I asked is because they're playing at the House of Blues out here, and they're charging one hundred and forty dollars yeah. a ticket. And what? Yes, That's way too much, baby. Oh, Jesus, $140. it might be sold out though. Like, well, I, yeah, just, just to let you know, uh, the reason it's, it's so expensive is you know the band just got back together. It's like a yeah a, a big thing. Uh, they are they 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 have put out amazing music. I'm a I'm a fan of Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. I don't know it, if I I'm a hundred dollar and hundred forty dollar fan of Breaking. No, Benjamin. and that's what I'm saying. It's like hundred forty bucks for a band that maybe have done three songs on the radio. That's a little that's a little steep. Yeah, yeah, it's a little steep. You know, I mean, I'd probably I don't even know I don't even know like if I'd spend that on any band. Probably the only thing. I spent one hundred forty dollars on is if the Guns N' Roses uh, reunion tour comes here. <laughs> you better a hundred dollars. You'll be standing outside for that. It's probably gonna be like three hundred dollars to go to that shit. shit. Yeah, three hundred dollars. Why need some of that action? <laughs> <laughs> for real, you know. I hear you, Bobby. Um, but yeah, yeah. They, but they're doing an acoustic show too. It's it's all acoustic. It's not no music. Uh, no uh, electric no, no, to it. Uh, it's all unplugged, you know. And, yep. Uh, yeah, I did not know that. You mm-hmm. know, I'm going to see. I'm actually seeing them in Biloxi, and those tickets were like thirty dollars. There so you go. I really don't, I so, really don't understand. So but, if uh, anybody wants to really go see this band, don't pay one hundred and thirty dollars to see them play Unplugged. Go to Mississippi no. to see them. Yes, go to Biloxi, uh, the Hard Rock, February twenty seventh. There you so go. I saw them. At, Carpool, I saw them at, are you sure you got the price right, bro? Because I saw oh, yeah. them up at a Myrtle Beach House of Blues. It was only fifty four dollars. No, sir. One hundred and thirty five dollars a ticket. I looked it up. Oh, well, they must be uh, that the owner of that house of blues must be really upcharged. Um, it is during Mardi Gras too, though. Oh, there you go. That's you why. know. Yeah, okay. yeah. That that's probably why. That is that explains it. And they're gonna sell out, so you know it's gonna be one of those like people out front are gonna be selling tickets for double that. So. Oh yeah, the house of blues. Shit, I might be one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and someone will buy it too. That's oh, the thing. of course. Someone will buy it. Of course. So uh, uh, when are you guys playing again, man? Our next show is actually this Saturday in Shreveport at the H&H Lounge. Um, and uh, we, we got another show coming up February 6th in uh, Baton Rouge at the Varsity. Nice. And then we have a show February 20th in Laplace. And actually, we're sticking with those three shows right now because we're going to take a little break and we're going to finish writing our new album. Uh, cool. So, yeah, I think we're going to start playing again maybe around – june or july I'll, if i just have to guess maybe before that who knows uh i mean the future is you know freaking no telling what's gonna yeah, happen yeah but uh i mean we've already started writing we're gonna we're just trying to write more uh just trying to get we're just i mean we released our last album december of 2014 so it's been over a year and we're just you know people want other people want new stuff and you know we want to put new stuff out so we think it's the time to do it <laughs> well just i'll oh, go ahead i was just gonna say i was just gonna say just so you know the the worst thing for a band is to go into the studio. <laughs> Every band that I know has gone into the studio has split up in you a studio. You just bitter, baby, because you, you didn't finish your album. That's all. Don't listen to him. No, it's true. Because you bring it up, I was actually going to ask you, I mean, how do you like going into the studio? Oh, yeah. I actually love going into the studio. Um, the first time we went to, I mean, the only time we really went to the studio was uh, we, we recorded in Mandeville at uh, Balance Studios with David Troya. Who uh, he did the Down Three record. He nice. uh, you know he's worked with Evanescence, Godsmack, uh, trying to think of some others. Otep. He did. They oh, wow. they uh they recorded Ascension actually wow. at the uh, at Balance, and uh, you know he was great to work with. Super great guy. You know, and we actually got we got along with him really good, and we all got along in the studio really well because actually with that record, those songs were like written so long ago that they were kind of like finalized before we went in, so it wasn't like right. we were having any artistic. Uh, you know conflicts about them. Like we knew what we were going to do right when we went to the studio. Like we didn't even make we didn't even make uh, like any demo tracks. Like we had played these songs for so long 
like we played for like two years that they were just like in like bedded in our minds so there was no like artistic you know clash like, issues no, yeah exactly you know so it was just you know just straight into it we Plus knew you exactly. save money on recording costs exactly you know oh yeah <laughs> saving money you know that's 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 the most important key but you yeah. know i mean everyone got to eat too you know but so i mean i mean the producers make i mean you know david he charges fair rates you know and i mean for what he does and you know like like for his skill and he's a great like the dude he knows he's been doing it for over 10 years now and he's uh definitely up top you know probably the best in the south or one of the best in the south very cool. Very cool. Well, how's the what the what direction is the uh, the new album you're working on going compared to the old album? The new album it's a lot. It's definitely a lot more mature. Uh, okay. There's a lot more growth. Uh, we have a few songs, like some songs represent kill. Like some song, some song. We have a song. You know, we we never try to emulate any bands. We just try to be us. But sometimes, you know, our influences come out. Sure, and, that's everybody. Uh, Exactly, you know. I mean, like uh, Phil Anselmo said, you know, just rip off like twenty of your favorite bands, and I mean that's how you that's how you make music, you know. I mean, originality is it's just, it's just so hard to come across now because I mean everything's almost almost everything's been done. But our new album is kind of go. It, it, I really can't really. It's hard to explain because we have some heavy points in it, but then we don't have some heavy points, and like it's just kind of like all over the board. Is it more you know, like it, a like a story? being told or is it are they each song a particular story type of thing like a point each song is more it's it's more of a particular story uh it's not really a concept uh you know every you know when we write a song which i write all the lyrics you know very good oh i appreciate man i appreciate that uh you know it just depends on the mood of the song or you know what it makes me you know what what it reminds me of or what's going on at that time that i guess presented to me is what i write about i never i don't i've never been the kind of guy to stick with a particular theme unless it just so happens to be that way if i'm like feeling that throughout the whole album then you know so be it i mean we only have i want to say four songs completely written and uh you know we're aiming for at least seven or eight maybe more now you're planning on uh jumping when this album's done you you hitting it doing some sort of touring of any type or yeah so we want to go I'm, I'm definitely aiming to go back on tour we went on tour after this after we released our first record which is about over a year ago and i'm planning to go back on tour we only went on tour for like two weeks but i want to go longer you know trying mm-hmm. to get some connections and you know maybe you know try to like i think this record is going to push ventures like promotionally more than anything so oh good good yeah yeah that's what i'm aiming for very very cool oh yeah so what, what, where are you looking to hit when you go on tour? Are you just going to do southern stuff, or are you going to go? You're going to try to push it a little north, or what? I think uh, I've been wanting to go to the Midwest. I've heard actually the Midwest scene is really good. Uh, surprisingly, uh, I mean Chicago's got a good scene from what I've heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, they shoot you that, baby. Yeah, you know yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, you know I want to go to Memphis. Uh, maybe uh, hit. Hit Louisville, you know, kind of go into like that midwestern uh, or more like it's well, actually, that's actually more like northeastern, but probably hit towards like Illinois, Ohio, Indiana. You know, oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I heard that that's where like everything for our genre is happening now. Yeah, Pittsburgh uh, also. If you can get up towards Pennsylvania, man, huge scene right there, and they're uh, oh yeah, they're really open to it. So oh, nice, nice. Yeah, the northeast is so much more open to heavy metal and hard rock than you know down here obviously but i don't know we we toured the southeast we went through birmingham georgia florida and actually every single every single show on tour was not like was really decent you know we didn't really have any actually the only show that was kind of like uh that just like we like we didn't sell anything normally came out was the only louisiana show which is in slidell which i mean the slidell shows are normally great it, it was just just a bad night i guess but uh you know like we got, we were well, well recepted, met a lot of good fan, a lot of good friends. So uh, let's see what happens. Let's see if we can go up north and make some friends. Nice, very nice. Yeah. And yeah. it's cool because you can always find, you know, the the bands you run into while you're on tour and and going around too. Those are always great, you know, good connections. Oh yeah, make good exactly. contacts. Exactly, you know, and then you can, keep, and then you know, like most of the time, you keep those contacts forever. Oh, like, of course. Yeah. Got, I still talk to. I have a buddy. He's in. A, he plays in a band from Albany. They're called Days to Come. If anyone hears this, go listen to Days to Come. Those guys are great. You know, I talk to him every now and then. And uh, actually, I'm, I need to message him and, and a little. Actually, I'm gonna message him after this because he played in Louisiana recently, but I didn't get to go. But um, 
yeah, you know, I still talk to him. I still talk to, uh, you know, some friends out in Texas. I still talk to some friends out in Alabama, you know, at Mississippi especially. So uh, you keep those connections forever. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, best, uh, I would say, uh, we all have them. Uh, um, yeah. You know, the, the nightmare gig. The what, nightmare gig? Yeah. What, what, give us an idea of what one of your nightmare gigs was like. A nightmare gig. Um, whew, well, I can actually tell you a story. We played yeah. in Homa. We played in Homa one time. Oh, that's and, a nightmare uh, by itself, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we were like, seriously, the bottom of the map. And, you know, Homa actually, like, we played the Brick House a couple times. It was fun. But we played this new place. It was an all ages venue. And um, while we were playing, like at the at the time, I did have a decent vehicle, so my dad let me drive his truck, which I was more than thankful for. But in Homa on a Friday night, parking is like damn near impossible, and like I w- we were running late, like the load in was like at six o'clock, and like normally we, we're used to load in being at like eight. So we get there, I just park at any spot I can find, like and, and then mind you, in Homa, like there's no like like normally there's like a yellow or red strip that like shows you where you can and can't park, and in Homa like it's like under the light where you can't see and I seriously just stopped unloaded everything and just didn't even think about it just, you know play the show and in our third song the police come in the show the police come in the venue and we just stop playing and they come up there they're asking uh, who's driving the F-250 outside I'm like well that's me said so, well your truck just got hit and at first I was thinking I was like okay this isn't so bad you know I mean they're probably drunk it's their fault so that's gonna be fine and I go outside, I'm talking to him, and then I was like, all right, so uh, like, what, what, I mean, what I have to do? I mean, uh, is insurance going to cover this? He goes, no, you're at fault. I was like, well, how am I at fault? You're parked illegally. And I was like, well, where does it say I'm parked illegally? This red strip on the side of the road. I'm like, well, I never saw that red strip. Wow. So, yeah, and like we ended up, like our set was just completely done. Like it was, um, we didn't finish our set. Like it ran into our set time. It was... It was miserable. Uh, it, it was just a, uh, and you know, I felt bad because like it wasn't my vehicle, it was my dad's. But my dad was really cool about it, you know. I mean, it was just like you know, shit happens. We couldn't really control that, and you know, just uh, I mean, it's really like I don't really not, not much. I mean, just now I look every time I park if there's a red strip or not, <laughs> just, just because of that. You know? Well, that's not too bad, man. I, I, you know, we've we've heard worse stories, like you know, uh, yeah. I caught my bassist on fire. Things oh, like shit. that. Okay, okay. Yeah. We never, we never gone that far. Yeah, I, I, I punched my basis in the face by accident. Oh, yeah, it was good. It was good times. He was jumping off the stage. I was, I was going back up, and I swung with all I had, and just, I, I thought I broke his nose. He's bleeding oh. everywhere. Good. <laughs> but we, but we kept playing. Oh yeah, you can't oh, stop. Oh yeah, yeah. He was bleeding all over his guitar, all over the floor, and everybody's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, the crowd probably loved. They probably ate that shit up. Oh yeah, soon, oh, it, soon, shit. dude. Soon it was over. The whole fucking place erupted. I was like, "Yeah, we even got a write up in um, our friends uh, uh, Zine Paranoids, and uh, he he mentioned that in the whole thing. He said uh, the band brought not only brought the metal, but he also brought the blood and guts and the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty funny. <laughs> Now that's put on a show. That's you right. Do things like that to get the crowd into it because uh, you know they're, they're they're expecting a show. They don't want to just see some guys stand around and play, dude. They want to see blood. They want to see yeah. guts. Now they're gonna expect it every time though if you do it. You know? Right, that is, right. Yeah, that's true. They're like, dude, you gotta make your places bleed again, man. It's like do it again. <laughs> and for a long One time when I was singing, I got the gout. Really? I really? had to lay wow. on the ground to sing. Nobody liked it. I, wow. Oh, yeah, my feet hurt. Don't. Oh shit. Whatever, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> but you act like you ain't never got gout before, baby. I, I never got gout. I bet you do. Uh, no. You just look like you got the gout. Uh, oh, thanks. God. I'm uh, so sorry about him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it's all good, man. <laughs> that's, fucking, that's hilarious. Yeah, you know, Bobby shows up every once in a while. You're, you're lucky you get Bobby instead of the other asshole that showed up. Oh, really? Yeah, Everybody's uh, lucky when Bobby gets around. Yeah. Baby. You don't want... You don't want um, Co-host is uh, Dave. Dave, you don't want Dave to show up. I saw Dave today. You want me to give him a call? I could get him on. No, 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 no. Dave, <laughs> Dave needs to stay away. No, Dave. No, Dave whatsoever. Dave, Dave kind of sucks. All right, baby. All right. Well, who, I got Dave another good you. question for you. Too. What you got? Um, I, your uh, your logo and your do you your, who does your artwork for for your stuff? Because uh, uh, like you, who did your logo and the background and everything for it, it was very very cool. I mean, do you have uh, someone specific, or do you guys do it yourselves? Or oh uh, yes, uh, actually, our friend Josh Cook from Hammond does it. And, oh, very uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, he uh, 
he made our t-shirt design and uh he actually made our t-shirt design like over like it was close to about a year and a half ago and he put an owl on it and we never really realized but like an owl kind of represents the band in a way well it represents me at least because i've i'm an insomniac i, I can't sleep with shit you know i'm mm-hmm. I, I mean like even if i try i stay up to like four in the morning so i guess i was referring to myself as a night owl and like once he like released he gave us the t-shirt design that just like i was just like an owl just represents ventures to me at least i just think that it just it's just our thing or i, I just think or at least for that time you know yeah it, yeah it, that's it, cool. uh, Oh, I always yeah. represent me too. I like Harry Potter. Oh, you like Harry Potter? Oh, hell yeah! I've been actually, shit. I've only seen the first four movies, and I've read. How the dare you, movies. baby? You get that's some good movies. Oh, I know. I, just, I never could get. They them. made book versions too. I don't know if you heard about that. I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out to my roommate TD. He just brought me a beer, so uh, thank you, TD. Nice. Oh, that's nice. I didn't you bring any for the rest? Of the class. You know, there is three other guys here you could have brought some oh, yeah. for td we need three other beers and i'm gonna I'm 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 email them the beers <laughs> look td you you give me nine baby we'll go get some scotch whiskey i got some good shit oh td td will get turned with you man don't the td td will get you fucked up i like Uh-oh. that well maybe i'll get him fucked up you don't know <laughs> you don't know i man, we have to bring td man, man you ain't party with me yet oh, <laughs> oh shit i don't know if you'd want to you know Party with Bobby, Bobby and T. He's just can... he's just upset because he can't handle it, baby. He don't roll that tight. Well, I, I see the Skype picture, and it looks like Bobby is getting turned up. It looks like he's in front of Hogwarts. <laughs> Bob, Bobby, that's the, I, I put in some regular beer in there. I got a little <laughs> butterscotch on it. Oh, there you go. It's <laughs> good shit, baby. Have you ever had the butterscotch beer? I never had the butterscotch beer. Oh, you gotta handle that, baby. I have to handle that. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to try me some butterscotch beer. Getting turned, I'm gonna have to get turned in front of Hogwarts with you. I do that. We, you want to go this weekend? <laughs> Let's go this weekend. Let's go to Hogwarts. What? Uh, we'll take Ventress. We'll have a concert right there. They know me. Oh yes, it's beautiful. It's and I'll take my friend Dustin. He looks like identical to Hagrid. So we'll have a party. <laughs> All right. That's I'll a big some dude. Just some autographs, have some butterscotch beer, a little music. People love that oh, shit, baby. Oh, people would love it, man. Hogwarts, Hogwarts would never be the same again. If we went to Hogwarts, there there would be no more uh, wizardry and witchcraft. It would just be just a big like party school. It would be all like, right. Freaking, let's go. It's done. it'd be like UL. It sounds oh, like me in college. <laughs> dude, uh, uh, you're. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you about. Um, you you were mentioning about your lyrics and uh, you writing lyrics and things. Um, does uh, I don't know how to how to word it. Uh, do you when you're doing lyrics? Do you write them when you're thinking of like as it is a song, or are you writing them just kind of free thought, writing it, and then you kind of transform it into a song? You, you, you know what I'm saying? It really depends. You know, I mean, it could go, it's going either way. Um, I only bring it up because you know, listening to some of your songs, uh, I, I it you know you you you. You use the words well, is all I'm trying to say. So, I mean, when you, when you put it all together, it, it, it comes across, you, you, you hear the message through it. So, I, I didn't know if you wrote it more like, a, like you're writing a, like a, a note to yourself, like a poem, or you're writing it, you know, I was just curious of your process. Yeah, it, the process for me writing uh, lyrics, and I'm actually like, you know, I'm very hard on myself when it comes to lyrics. Like, it has to be absolutely perfect. I have to, like, truly feel them. Because like whenever like we'll, we'll jam an idea at practice and I'll just come up with a melody, and right. then like I'll use that I'll just sing that melody over and over and over again. But to sit down like just like like think okay I'm gonna sit down and write lyrics to this song. Most of the, like about ninety five percent of the time, it never comes out the way I want it. Like if I just like sometimes like an incident will happen or I'll be reminded of something I'll think of something, and I'll just pick up a pen or I'll pick up my notepad on my phone and just write and like they'll just come out and just fluently, fluently, fluently. And like usually when it comes out like that, that's whenever the best product, that's when I think it's the best it could be. It's just, you know, just free thought, you know, no no pressure because like that's that's why it took me so long to write lyrics for so long. Like whenever I just like Fly Tonight, I don't know if you listen to Fly Tonight or not, yeah. but uh, for, uh, you know, the longest time, like I had like, a compl- like for the chorus, like I was like I had a completely different melody. And then just one day, like I think I was at practice and I just just came out of nowhere. I'll stand tall at the edge of the world, forcing my voice. Like it just came out. And then I'll, then that just changed the entire mood and subject of the song. Sure. And I went from there. And, you know, I'd pra- actually I'd pra- I write a lot of lyrics just from singing them in practice, too. Like usually that's how the chorus has come about, especially just just thinking on the top of my head. And then, boom, it just 
it just, just stays sit, with me. Sitting down with the guys and just riffing back and forth and exactly, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. That's how that happened. I just said to tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong is a lie. And I was like, that's that's the chorus. Like that's it. That's awesome. And that's cool. oh yeah. It's uh, if I can like give any advice, never overthink when you write because you're just stressing yourself out. And then like, you just, you have to feel it, or else it's just you, right. it's just like uh, I don't know how to word it, but. You're not getting any emotion out of the song. I think that's what happens to a lot of bands later on after they, they, they taste a little success and they're, they're pressured to, you know, we got to come out with that next album. And they're, they're not writing. They overwork the way they what they're doing. Anymore. Yeah, they overthink yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, they overthink it or they're, just, they're doing what their label wants them to do. Right. The label right. will come to them and say, look, we need, we need an album that's a bit more dark, a little bit more edgy. Oh, by the way, here's your new logo. Write for that. Right. You know, don't write by experience anymore. You got to. They want something specific, so they lose exactly. a little bit of it. Yeah, they, they lose a little bit of that, you know, artistic freedom. Right, one. right, yeah. and that's huge. And you know, you, you, as soon as you sign your life away, you gotta you gotta protect protect your freedoms as much as you can. Exactly, you know. And I mean, no matter what you try, I mean, you gotta give their label what you want, or else you owe them. Like you know, if you drop from your label, then you owe them thousands of dollars. You know, because like you sign a contract that's like you know five albums within ten years. And if you like just somehow break up or something, you owe those record, you owe that record company a lot of money. So yeah, yeah, it's it, it, yeah, it's it's hard for bands to you know make it. But I mean, there's some bands who have just stood the test of time, especially nowadays. You know, and I still think it's possible. You know, like to be able to make it even with the digital age, because I mean, there are still there is still a dedicated fan base who still wants to go to shows and whatnot. But sometimes the labels just pressure these bands, and the fans don't really see that. The fans look at that as like the band is selling out or giving in to um, what's mainstream, but real in reality, you know, it's like the record label is forcing them to do it, and they just can't do anything about right. it. Right. right I right. really would like to see, you know, and I uh, Wayne knows this, and I've talked about it's like um, I'd like to see a better. You, you, you're familiar with the TV show The Voice. Yeah, of course. All right. Wouldn't it be kind of cool? No, Rom. He lives in a rock. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, you know, a lot of people haven't heard. Live under a rock. A lot of hey, yeah, there's a guy. Just I call me Patrick Starr. He just thinks the only thing there is a American Idol. He didn't know anything about the voice. Oh, I gotcha. Um, but uh, wouldn't it be cool to have a a show kind of like that for uh, actual bands, like that aspiring be, bands, they, instead of just like a dude and a guitar? How about they that? did? They had one for a very short time. It what was that? It, uh, yes, it came on. It was uh, I can't even remember exactly who was the like the judges. Uh, I think it was like a bunch of has-beens, but um, yeah, it it basically lasted one season and um, no one paid attention. Right it wasn't. It wasn't done right at all. It was it was pretty bad. I think was it, it called be. Making a Band, baby? I used to watch that. No, Making a Band was was definitely that, not this. That, that was like boy bands. That was like yeah. pop, that was pop music. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, you know, full-on stage setup type. I just think that'd be kind of cool if it was done right. You know, then you could you could see, you know, real music. Yeah, real music. Locals coming from different areas, you know, and it it, it, just, it could be huge if they did it well. Yeah, you know? it, it has to be that something like that has to be done right. You know, it can't just be just you know half-ass. Like it has to be done. You definitely to have to have a multi-stage setup because you couldn't have tear down and you know you'd have to have. Oh my god! No. Well, not just that, but it, you you couldn't do too many live things. Oh no no! no, no it would, would all have to be pre-recorded. That'd have to be pre-recorded for sure. And like those events, I mean, say there's like 20 bands, which I mean, each band would get one, you know, one song to play on air for you know millions or thousands, hundreds, excuse me, hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, you could. But, I mean, would you y'all saying you couldn't do it live in a studio audience? Uh, it, well, you could if you had a rotating stage. Well, that's yeah, what you, I mean. You yeah. Know. yeah, yeah. You have to have a rotating stage to do that. But if it would be like the voice, where it'd be like different contests, different contestants come on to the stage, it'd have to be pre-recorded. But yeah, if there's a rotating stage, then yeah, I mean that could. If it was done right, and you know the judges were legit and actually were the musicians mm-hmm. and knew about music and just like, like you know, were very knowledgeable about it, then yeah, I think that show would be. I think that would be a hit. I think it'd be cool, man. Um, speaking speaking of not doing things half-ass. Um, Ben, I want to ask you if uh, you would mind if oh, we yeah. if we would play uh, the song you mentioned a few minutes ago. Oh no, go ahead. Go uh, uh, play. F- was it Fly Tonight? Right. Fly Tonight. That's correct. And this is off of your last album. 
off of our debut album come alive uh just track number three you can get that on itunes amazon it's on spotify iHeartRadio, and uh it's it's on some other stuff too i just can't think of it right offhand but it's gonna be on this show in about two seconds <laughs> right. it's gonna be on this show in two seconds boom there you go shit baby y'all listen up that's right here is uh fly tonight by these guys here by ventress
beautiful it was i love i got i I got a little bit of wood did did you i knew bobby was gonna say he got some got a little excited by that song well (laughs) in my age baby sometimes it it don't it don't come often but but you know when it does it was good shit that's right you know we must be doing something right then you have to be you have to be if if you got bobby excited you've done good exactly it's a stirring in my loins baby go go listen to ventress (laughs) (laughs) stir it in his loins baby that's right. Crazy motherfucker. Trying to uh, make fun of me, so motherfucker. The, so the scene right down uh, where you're at right now, where, where was that again? Right near Baton Rouge? Baton Rouge. Baton, Baton Rouge, Rouge, man. Baton, okay. BR-225. I mean, uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not from down Louisiana. I'm from up in Georgia. I'm, I'm not really familiar with Baton Rouge. What is the scene down there like? Actually, Baton Rouge's scene is growing. I actually went to a show. Shit, was it Friday? I went to see some buddies of mine and followed in Voice of the Enemy played at this little, it was a record store. It's called Carrie Barry's Atomic Pop Shop. It's a it, it's a record store by day, music venue by night. It's an nice. all-ages place, and it was packed. Like, you could not move. And, like, I hadn't seen a show in Baton Rouge, which we played there before, and we had a show, we had a show just like that. But it's amazing to see that the scene of Baton Rouge is actually, like, it doesn't get enough credit, you know? A lot of people say the scene of Baton Rouge is non-existent, but, which it was for a long time. I mean, being from there, it was hard for a band from Baton <laughs> Being a band from Baton Rouge, it was hard for us to expand and grow in Baton Rouge. Like, for a while, like, people thought we were a Lafayette band because we would play in Lafayette so much. Because Lafayette scene's great. Lafayette got some great bands. Lafayette has some great fans. But Baton Rouge is, doesn't get enough credit. Baton Rouge is, like, it, it's coming. Like, I've. That's good I, because I, when we played in Baton Rouge, we played at uh, Clicks with a band called Echelon. Wow, man, that was a long time ago. Yeah, Clicks. Uh, yeah, Clicks. Uh, they tore down their stage. We never got to play at Clicks. Clicks. Uh, it was a nice uh, venue, man. It really was. It was fun. That place was. Oh, yeah. That place was packed. They actually had to have um, people come in. That you know, the count was so many that the people when they were going in and out, they had to like you know switch up. Like four people would go in, so you had to have four people leave. That's oh, how damn. that's oh, how packed that place was. Shit, was the, yeah, they had to do that, or else the farm fire marshal probably got called. <laughs> right, right. It was it was I a mean, good show. <laughs> at, at one at, at at like on one side, like the bar owners are like, oh shit, the fire marshal coming. At the same time, like that many people coming through the door, they're happy. I mean, they're oh, getting yeah. money, so oh, yeah. they're they're definitely like like oh yeah, we'll definitely do this again. Like you guys are definitely coming back. Yeah, so. exactly. That's exactly what we were told. Yeah, y'all come back anytime you want. We're like, all right, yeah. Well, it's it's good to hear that a that a town's uh, music scene. Is starting to come back when so many other towns have are, died. Have died. Yeah, a, lot, a lot have died, you know, and it, it sucks because I mean, like, it, well, the scene is like, so, like, whenever we started playing, the scene was kind of at its lowest point. Like, we were playing, like, when we started playing, like, we played at Twist Alarm and Metairie. Like, like, like well, okay, well, okay. When we were, we started taking the band seriously in about October of 2013. So, like, every show before that was just kind of like, you know, us as kids. You know, we were young, so we were just kind of playing because it was fun. But then we decided to turn things around in about October 2013, and we were playing shows in front of absolute, like, maybe maybe 10 people came through the door. Oh, yeah, and, we've done that plenty you know, of times. I don't know if you've been to the Twist of Lom or not, but, I mean, it's not a, it's not a super small I've place. I've heard of it, baby. We, we, we yeah. run shows out of there a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Then. Yeah, you know, like... We played there in about January 2014. It had absolutely nobody. And then we played there January 9th and just tons of people. And it was like a fantastic show. And, you know, just to see that, it's just, you know, like the scene is actually coming back. I think I, like it just, it, it kind of just like went through that phase where everyone was just kind of tired of going to shows. And, you know, but I mean, and that's just like at least what I see. You know, somebody else might see it through, you know, another spectrum. But, I see there's more people coming to shows. There's more people enjoying the shows. There's more people going because they want to go and not just because, you know, some their friends ask them to go. People are going. People are moshing. People are starting. You know, people are, like, getting involved. It's not just, you know, just showing up. Do you think it's a, a, a 
I, and it's kind of silly to bring up. I mean, do you think it's a a new crowd, a new a a, a different scene? Yeah, That's what I a, think it is. I think the uh, old scene has yes. died, and the new guys are coming in. Yeah, because they weren't. They there wasn't. There was an age gap there. Yeah, that's exactly that what it was. Died, and then the new people coming up, and they're they're wanting to have that live show experience. Right, now. and see, that's it, how I see it. Yeah, that might be. That, that, I think that's a factor because there's a lot of new bands. Uh, I mean, there's a band called Followed from here in Baton Rouge, which I, which I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. If anyone listens, should check out Followed. Um, but they played and follow, they, followed, baby. That's follow, followed. That's right. They played <laughs> and. Uh, they, I don't, I, I want to say they were formed either this year or the year before, but like recent, you know, the, in the last two years, and they've got a fairly good fan base, and you know, they've, you know, like that. This is, it's a new band. People are going out to their shows, and then there's also a lot of new bands out in Baton Rouge. I mean, there's, I think there's the Vessel. We're, I guess, we're a relatively new band or newer band. I mean, we've, like I said, we've been playing since, like, seriously since 2013. But yeah, there's a, it's an age gap, and there's uh, definitely a lot of slew of new bands that people haven't heard of that they want to check out, and it's just not the same old thing anymore. So I guess that, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing too. You know, it's good to see new bands. You it know? is. I mean, it like, is. It is. Now, so. What What do you see in the, you know, without naming, you know, you don't have to name anything. What do you see different with the new bands coming out compared to? Uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, influences bands that you kind of came up on. I mean, what do you uh, see? Well, you really can't say bands ten years ago because he's eleven. No, but uh, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, I, I started early. That's all I'm saying. But, um, but what, what I'm not saying like ten years ago. I mean, you know, the 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 bands that influenced you to do what you do. Um, how do you how do you see the difference now with the bands that you're you're seeing say you just want to go out and see a show not perform but just go out and see a show i mean what what aspects of these new bands coming up do you can you go oh well that's 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 fucking different right there that's cool it's just evolving like the genres evolving evolving. people kind of just pushing the limits you know people just kind of just changing up like putting their own styles into it Mm -hmm. and it uh, seems to be to me I, i notice a a kind of a mixed influence it's not just people just doing rock or just doing metal it's i mean you're 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 there's there's aspects of of hip-hop you're fucking everything's like getting thrown into the mix and it, it's actually kind of cool oh it is you know it's like a lot of sub so many subgenres. but you know i'm kind of like the guy that's not really like i'm not the kind of guy to subcategory everything you know sure. it's like music music is music if i like it you know it's exactly. fine you know but it's cool to see a lot of people just take those different influences and put them in their music to show that they're not afraid to test the limit. They don't want to just do the same thing. Cause, I mean, just put, really put it this way. If every band just mimicked Metallica and did nothing else, I mean, it would just be – like, it, it wouldn't be fun. It, it, it would just – no one would go – no one would see it. No one would I, buy it. You know, it I, just, I, I beg to differ. It would probably still be better than Metallica, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but speak, speaking of bands that um, that have been out for a while, like Metallica and stuff, uh, not not to break up the interview, just, just – has, oh, has no. anybody heard the new Megadeth and Anthrax? I have, I have not. I have not. I have not heard either. But I've heard that the new Anthrax is incredible. Like, people are telling me it's very good. It's completely different. When I heard it, I didn't know. I mean, right off the bat, I didn't know it was Anthrax because I didn't hear the announcement. Hey, this is the new Anthrax. Right, right, right. So I, I'm driving in the car. I'm like, this is weird because it actually, to me, funny enough, I thought it was a Mastodon song. Really? Interesting. I came across to me like Mastodon. Huh. Hmm. That's and how then, neat. And then all of a sudden, it kicked in because the the beginning of the song, the one that there is, I think it's called uh, uh, "Breathing Lightning." I think is the name of the song. Lightning, um, uh, but w- w- the way the song starts <laughs> and the way it goes in, then it goes in. It's like this whole separate song attached to the beginning of it. Nifty. That was really to me very Mastodon influ- like what well, not say influence. I mean it's fucking Anthrax, but whatever. But it, it sounded like a completely different band to me, which was very cool because it was a, a to me a, it's kind of a nod to uh, they they pushed forward. They weren't stuck yeah. in. I mean they can go back and play their classic stuff. That's awesome, but. To, to appeal to a new generation, you've you've got to morph. You, you do. Know, you, you can't just do the same thing every hour. I don't know, man. I do beg the difference of that. Look at look at Slayer. Slayer has played the same album for fucking forty years. <laughs> and they still but it's, it's, up, but it's fucking Slayer. But but Slayer. that's but that's Dude, my that point. Means- that's my point. They didn't have to waver. They didn't have to change. But Slayer Slayer is is a is a good band. Don't get me wrong. But you got. You're getting something else when you're getting Slayer. Slayer is Slayer's kind of like Guar. 
right point because when Slayer came out, one it was it was badass <laughs> graphics. It was Songs like holy great. shit, they're devil worshippers. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a yeah, whole yeah. different this shit up. feel. You know, yeah. when you're going to a Slayer show, it's you're not you may not even like Slayer, but if Slayer's playing, you're going to the Slayer show. If you want freaking something crazy in your life, go to see Slayer. Look, let me tell you, man, I will never I, I, the feeling of standing in the middle of a dark room waiting for Slayer to walk out onto stage is something you will never understand. It, it's oh. it's really really weird because the like the the vibe you could have they could be oh like the opening act could be like boys to men right and everybody'd be all happy and shit you and, said boys to men i did and then uh, <laughs> and then That's like fucked up, dude. you know and then you could be like going like the next band could be like no doubt right so it'd be like even more happy go lucky but as soon as the lights go out and you know slayer is coming on you feel the hate <laughs> like you feel oh, it from it's everybody like around you, the, the the bleachers to get to the stage. It's on fucking believable. Like, we, you know, we saw Slayer. I saw Slayer play, and it was a. They start. We actually stood in complete darkness for damn near ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Who the hell knows what happened? But people could have died. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. Stab people, just laying. It was like you were in a room with zombies because, because there was still some background noise. But for the most part, people just after a while they just kind of. Sway a little bit like zombies. Yeah, and then and then they started chanting <laughs> Slayer. <laughs> yeah, it was just so bizarre. But anyway, uh, yeah, the new Anthrax, very very cool, uh, a, a great transformation with with the sound of that band. And um, when I heard the new uh, Megadeth, dude, dude, I um, <laughs> what's going on, Megadeth? I, <laughs> I don't. I well, stay Mustang, man. I, I I'm still on the fence oh, no, with I'm the new Megadeth. The, you know. Uh, Dave Mustang. He's, he's, that's what he says. He says, "Dude." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I understand now. You got it. All right, all right, Bobby. Got gotcha. you. Got gotcha. you. Yeah. But yeah, the, the new Megadeth. I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to hear more of it because the song I heard it was it was okay. You know. Well, I mean, like, honestly, when's the last good Megadeth album that came out? I honestly, I can't remember. Yeah. So he's far. been too focused on writing books to make uh, albums. Right, and he's a damn good writer, by the way. He's not bad. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, he has a lot to tell, phenomenal. and and he's yeah. and he is an incredible guitar player. Like I don't yes, care what is. anybody says, that dude, he's fucking incredible. But did you know that what he's really good at is Sudoku? No, I did not. He is an expert Sudoku player. That's true. Is he like a, the, the Sudoku champion? Oh, I don't think he does it competitively, baby. Oh, he's too right. good. <laughs> they wouldn't be fair. Oh, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. I was just asking. I thought maybe he did on the side, you know, to make some extra cash. No, but he does teach people. Nice. He's generous. That's Dave fucking Mustaine. awesome. I don't know that, but Dave Mustaine is a generous Sudoku teacher. Right. It, that is that's, really that's nice of him. Very, very nice. Very, very, very nice of Bobby. Very. So, so um, Ventress. Yeah, Ventress, the band. But back to those <laughs> oh, guys. Yeah. Remember, you, we forgot all about those poor guys. We, we may go to fucking Megadeth and Anthrax. <laughs> and we go to some fucking shit like Ventress. I mean. Come on, man. You know, <laughs> you got to keep yourself up there with those dudes. I would rather Ventress than, than Megadeth, baby. You good. I, I'd have to be, yeah. Give yourself some credit, baby. Give, give yourself a, a hand. I'll give myself a hand for that. I mean, I did give you a hard on, so I guess you know, I'm right. one right now, baby. You're so good. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Well, if I'll... you guys uh, tell you what, if if Ventress could if pick a band, uh, pick any a band. band that you guys would love to play with, that you know, who would that be? Whew, that's a hard question. Molly uh, Cyrus. Wait, who's? Who Ma- Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. He'd like to no, play I with her. I think that's a good fit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think we fit. Uh, I, th- I think we we, well, no, we we can uh, we can do some wacky shit on stage. You would fit, fit right inside of her. Oh, um, personally, for me, <laughs> no, she's real loose, baby. Trust me. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> oh, shit, we can all we can we can all fit then. All right. Yeah. All five of us. I'm we're big. We're, we're big, dude. I mean, I will stand six foot seven. So ooh. nice. So, yeah, <laughs> like not shouldn't you? Thank R- you, TD. TD brought me another beer. Not, uh, thank you, TD. Good good job. Good job. Still not helping us though. Still not helping us out over here. Oh yeah, TD. Well, you got to get them three beers, and I'm gonna uh, email them to everybody. <laughs> Personally, for me, yeah, I think the band that I would want to play with is uh, Disturbed. They're, nice. They're my favorite, and they're my biggest influence. Personally, they were the band that just got me. They were the band that got me into like rock and metal. Period. So oh, that's cool. Them, and then now that they're back, it's like now it's even a chance. Are you gonna go see them in Lafayette? Uh, I'm actually going to Japan. 
at that time. So I mean, I'm not I'm not complaining because I'm going to fucking Japan. Well, f but. Oh, yeah. Well, you're gonna be. They're gonna see you coming yelling Godzilla. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I'm going to see him. Actually, I was going to see him in New Orleans, but uh, tickets sold out within half an hour, and they were like forty dollars. And that's like the, You know, that was their tour back. Well, you know, they're no Breaking Benjamin, so. Come right. On. Right. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, five consecutive number one uh, albums. Though. But but they're playing in Lafayette with um, uh, Rob Pop, Zombie. Rob, yeah, right, yeah, Rob, Rob Zombie and Pop Evil. Yeah. yeah that would be that, that, that new be Rob show. Zombie album is gonna is awesome by the way. Is it? Is it really? Something yeah. I heard it. Actually, actually, Disturbed's new album is really good. And you know, a lot of people give them a lot of shit because they every they say every song sounds the same. I have to. I mean, I guess some people do. You know, uh, I mean, I'm not. Uh, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't diss anybody for that. You know, you know, everyone, everyone's. I respect everyone's opinion. Uh, but this album is just. Yeah, it's a little different. You know, it, it's got like a lot more. Um, just new elements to it a lot like, yeah a lot of cool. piano in it. so yeah it's just like it, it's actually like they explore a little bit well they needed they needed to i'll be honest like, with you they really did they needed to do something tours, different i think asylum was like the album that was just kind of like man like they just kind of just kind of ran out like they just had nothing so they needed they needed to fill their contract is what they did and they just put the same album they did out last time that's what yeah, they basically yeah. It's like the sickness came out and it was like, oh damn, like this band's like wicked as hell. And then Believe came and it was just kind of like, well, that's all right. And then 2000 Fist came, and that that was their change of sound then. And everyone like yeah, that kind of opened their. That's whenever Disturbed kind of like took their peak. And then the Struggle came out, in Indestructible in my opinion was great. Then Asylum came out and it just sounded like the same thing. Right. So, and then uh, Immortalized came out. They had five years, so they just kind of just did away with everything and just kind of like, kind of just reinvented. It still sounds like them, but it's different. You know. So that's. So you've seen saw them, right? Where the lead singer, uh, I, I guess, what was that thing with the controversy with him and Howie Mandel? Oh, nothing. It was somebody. It was a, it's oh, a fake article. It's a, oh, it's a bullshit. I just saw a blurb about it. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> it's a fake article. They said that uh, Howie Mandel was fired from, I think, CNN because he looked too much like satanic metal band Disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so funny. I laughed my ass off. So you've well, seen Disturbed live, right? I have once, uh, yeah. and. Um, when I saw them, I don't know who did their sound, but their sound was just like, you know, just absolutely just like... They were fucking terrible, weren't they? They, they didn't sound that great. They, yeah, they, they, I, I mean, and, and look, I've been to shows where I was so excited to see this band, and then when they come on, I'm going, what the fuck? You know, yeah. and uh, I got to see them... I felt that way about the Wiggles, baby. I know you did. <laughs> I got to see them at... Um, what the fuck was that? Uh, not Warp Tour. What was the name of that other fucking May Mayhem Festival? Mayhem. Yeah. And, and uh, in Houston, and um, they they played right after Dragon Force, and then they were yeah they were right before Slipknot. So um, this you would think their sound would be really good. You know what I mean? Like it was like oh it sh should be perfect. You know? No. No, I think their sound guy, whoever, whoever did their sound, I think they fired him, and because they would like that, was, like I mean, like you know, just being in a band, like you know, just I've I've watched videos from the beginning and then, and their sound, like whoever would run their sound would turn their guitar, would would uh, would, would would you know put so much gain on the guitar and just just screw it up, and I don't know if they realize it or not, which they should have, but you know. It was just like the sound was just a mess, but well, sometimes too, you know, what's coming through the monitor isn't always what's going. Always out what's coming, yeah, right? Exactly. It went coming out through the crowd, and I don't know. They just had a rough sound guy. You know, you can tell the music was tight, but just like the sound of it just wasn't like fit. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, it was like, pretty I don't have awful. A problem with Disturbed. I think I think they're, uh, you know, they're they got a good. They definitely like to drive to them. Of course. Oh yeah. I mean that that is an angry band to listen to, and I I, I dig it. Oh and yeah, I, you know. But, uh, I mean, I, I think they, I think they write good stuff. But then I mean, that's just me saying, you know, that was, uh, like I said, that's the band that got me into it, and uh, you know, that's the band I stick by. But, you know, other influences include Pantera, Seven Dust. Uh, really, Seven Dust is probably the second band I choose to play with. It's a good band because I love, I love me some. Seven I heard Dust. they like this show. They do they like do. this show. They do. Seven Dust actually listens to us on their tour bus. Oh, they do. Oh shit. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Seven Dust. Uh, this is the guy who sang on stage with you in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I sang "Spun with You Guys" last minute. Vinny and Clint called me up on stage. I got on stage and had the fucking time of my life. So thank you for that. Um, band's name is Ventress. So uh, definitely uh, check Plug. us out. Yeah, yeah, dude. Help us out. We'd love to come on the road, you guys, the rum, man. The rum guy will make a call for you, baby. 
Yeah. There you go. These seven dust is some of my heroes, man. And I man, met them. I, would love, I met them in uh, in Wilmington, um, and it was one of those things where uh, I was at work, and it was like fucking seven dust, you know. And they're playing at a club in Wilmington, North Carolina, called Ziggy's, and uh, and I was uh, was like, I, I know these guys. I know. I was like, holy shit. So um, I run over and I pestered them, you know, and I was like a little bit, you know, it was like, you know, yeah. And I told them about the show and everything, and uh, they were there, but they, I was in charge of uh, the parking area where they were parking their bus. Okay. And uh, they they came back and he said, "Man, I listened to that episode, uh, an episode. I don't know what episode he listened to." Uh, he said, "Man, we were we were cracking up, and I was trying to get them to come on our show." And then the time passed, and I didn't hear shit from them. Um, then it was like about a year ago. It might have been a year, a year and a half ago now, maybe. Um, I get a phone call, uh, and it's them. And I said, "Well, you know, uh, we found your card, and if you know we get time from the tour, yeah, we'd you know maybe we can come on and do the show." I was like, oh, "That'd be cool. I'd be love. That'd be awesome. We'll make whatever time you want." No, uh, we haven't heard back from them, but uh, they're busy guys, and you know I'm. Whatever. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, they're busy, you know, but um, they're definitely doing it. Uh, they and they've been doing it shit over twenty years now. Yeah, that's amazing. That's crazy. Twenty years. That's crazy. The first time I heard I heard them play, I uh, was here here in Savannah, and they were playing with um, another band which I absolutely loved at the time. I they they didn't go very far later on. I mean, I don't know if you're even familiar with the name of the band. They're called Stuck Mojo. Oh yeah, yeah dude. That's, uh, that's Corey. That's his. That's Clint's brother's band or ex band. Oh okay. Movie. Yeah, Corey Lowry from uh, that's Clint Lowry from Seven S Brother. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, uh, great band. Uh, they had a song featured in uh, uh, somebody's wrestling theme, too. I think it was Crooked Figurehead. I think it was when uh, might have been I don't know somebody from NWA. I don't know. Anyway, it was a wrestling thing. Very cool. Very cool band. Heard them both play uh, at a club here in Savannah. Uh, but when I heard Seven Dust, um, and you just hear that right off that first album, what is it, the name of that song, Black? Yeah. yeah. Like, man, you hear that that opening riff, and you're like, you know, this is awesome. I mean, you couldn't. Oh, yeah. You, you couldn't just, deny it. Yeah. You can't, think, stop, uh, can't stop thrashing around. It was awesome. Not a, not at all. Yeah. Uh, the first song I heard from them was Praise off of their Animosity album, and then I was just hooked ever I was just hooked on it ever since yeah. and then i started delving into it and i heard denial and like i'd heard denial for years i just never knew it was seven dust and then i just ended up getting more and more into them and i saw them live and then that's when i even got more and more into them and i just kept going to shows uh every time they'd come to the south like you know from new orleans to lafayette i was there and then they came to the varsity in baton rouge in july of 2014 right. and they came off with an encore song and lg had handed me the mic on Angel's Son, and I sang in it, and Vinny, their bass player, heard it in his interior monitor. Like he signaled, like I was like in the front row, always was, and I always wore the same song. clothes. Oh, Angel's Song is probably one of my favorite songs of all time. You know, it's just it hits you hard, especially you know, rest in peace, Lynch Straight, Snot. Right. But um, Vinny heard it, he liked it, and then they come out for their encore song, uh, which was Splinter, mm-hmm. and and like I look at him and Clint, and they're like they're both looking at me, and they're both standing on each side of clint's mic stand and they're pointing to the mic and, I, and i'm just kind of signaling like what's going on and then like Vinny like points to the mic and he holds like his hand up to his mouth like sing i guess he had an oh he had an open note on his bass and i was like i point i was like me sing and then like they nod their head and i just i couldn't believe it i was like everyone move out the way i gotta get up there so you know it was packed it was crowded it was at the varsity theater in baton rouge and only it only holds like 800 people and it was just like there's probably more than 800 people that were there. And I somehow found a way to squeeze through. And I was going on stage, and the security is, like, all trying to stop me. Like, you can't get up here. And then I was like, well, the band is calling me to get up here. So I, I, I can't say no. Like, I, was, I was like, they're telling me to come up. Like, look behind you, and they will tell you that they're trying to get me to come up. And then I see Clint's guitar tech run out to stop me. And then Clint, like, just kind of, like, hit, he didn't hit him, but he kind of, like, knocked him on the shoulder, and he's like, let him come on. So I crawled up on stage. And like when I was on stage, like you know, I'd sang on stage with some of my friends' bands, and then I could look to the left and the right of me, and like I'm like I'm on stage with Seven Dust, like how in the shit did this happen? And it was coming after the breakdown, right at uh, like there's like a little clean part. It's like Am I the Splinter Radio, and I sang that. I could not hear myself at all. 
mm-hmm. that because they all had in ear monitors or no stage monitors, and I sang it, and the lights shone on the crowd, and I've never like been in front of that many people in my life. It was <laughs> phenomenal. Like I was, and like there's a video of it on Facebook. I'll it, have to it, share that, it that, yeah, that dude, definitely is, post it on our our page, man. That, that yeah, feeling yeah. is like amazing, isn't it? It's like the biggest. It's, high. it's incredible. Like, I I couldn't believe it, but uh. I mean, being on stage, just playing with my band is, is just like it's just an all-time high. But like, I just couldn't believe I was on stage with a band. Like, I had dreamed of singing on stage with Seven Dust. Like, you know, like I had a dream about it maybe a couple years before. So I sang on stage with Seven Dust. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's and one off the bucket see, list. Exactly, and to see that it actually happened, and then I didn't like it was just like that. Actually, did a lot for Ventress because that video got shared, 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 and then everyone tell them who I was. Like, I mean, people found out who I was and who our band was, and then. That ended up getting people to come to our shows. Like nice. It, just, it, it helped us out a lot. And uh, there's just like just something that just happened. Like these guys were nice enough to just invite. Like and I've, I, the opening band, uh, Silent Season, which those guys are amazing as well, said that they've seen Seven Dust probably more than any band they have, like than they've ever seen. And they said they've never seen that happen. So that's, that's fucking really cool, cool, man. Well, Ventress, you're all talented guys. Uh, your your the musicians you've got with you are are phenomenal. Your your oh, yeah. your drummer is badass, by the way. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely a, an animal. <laughs> <laughs> but all, but the whole the whole the whole band, it's, you got a great sound, and uh, I, I encourage everybody right now to go out and uh, you, you need to you need to buy these, this album. You need to buy whatever you find. You're gonna like it. I'm gonna tell you right now. So definitely pick up Ventress for sure. Yeah. Do it. Yes. Do it. Yes. Uh, you want to plug any of the, the sites they can get your stuff from, man? Wait, what's that? Repeat that again. You want to plug any of the sites and stuff that you guys have so you can, uh, so they can go find, you know, oh, Ventress. Yes. Uh, you can purchase our album on iTunes. You can purchase our album on Amazon. You can purchase our album. Uh, where can you purchase it? You can stream it on Spotify, and you can find it on Reverb Nation. You can find music on iHeartRadio. You can find music on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Ventress, V-E-N-T-R-U-S-S. And, you know, I, we share links to everything on there frequently. And, you know, you can always – we're on SoundCloud. You can you can just always find a way to get to our music. You, any any other merch you got? Any T-shirts? We have, or we have like- T-shirts. Get ready for this. We have T-shirts, CDs. We have wristbands, stickers, and we have soap. Soap. It's a clean band. That's for you, it's dirty metalheads. Clean cut the, right there. Exactly. You know. So we what have you're saying soap. is, if there's some sexy people out there that want to rub Ventress all over them, oh yeah, that, that that's what it's there for. And then uh, I'm put uh, next. I'm pushing for Ventress lotion. You my hero, baby. Ventress, yeah, the Ventress body lotion is next. And you, but you got to market it in a basket. Yeah, in a basket. Yeah, yeah. so you can put the lotion <laughs> in the basket. The Ventress basket with the CD, the T-shirt, the lotion, the soap, and whatever you know, like whatever else you know. Copy of your heart trigger. desires. And all. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> um, again, man, uh, look, dude, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, you know, we reached the hour, so we're gonna cut out. But uh, I, we appreciate you coming on, and and hopefully, you know, one of these days we can get you guys out here on one of our shows. Oh, definitely, man, dude. We'd love to. Ha- we'd love to be there, man. But thank y'all for having me. And dude, uh, you're welcome, man. Thanks for coming on, dude. Thank you guys for this, man. And uh, hope to do it many more times. And hope to get the rest of the guys to come out too. So uh, yeah, you guys are more than welcome to come back on the show yeah, anytime, yeah. dude. Oh yeah, and don't Next forget, time. baby, Harry Potter this weekend. It's on. Harry Potter this weekend, Hogwarts. That's uh, right. Uh, yeah, that's right. Gryffindor. <laughs> well, well, um, I was your host, Wayne. I'm Bobby, baby. And I'm the rum guy. And that is... That's right. (laughs) And remember, ladies and gentlemen, to... Keep it... Keep it... Metal! Metal!